gonna go ahead and um, this is the one we had it out there. It's called uh, Diga Jamu. It's Vitra uh, Nikaya eight fifty four. You might have it next to you. I'm including this here because it's a little bit different um, slants on some similar thoughts. And this this um, this man comes to the Buddha and he he says, you know, we're lay people and we enjoy sensual pleasures and living at home with our children. And we have nice things and we like having nice things. Sandalwood imported from Kasi and garlands and perfumes and makeup and gold and money. Can you teach us the Dhamma? in a way that leads to our welfare and happiness in this life and in future lives. So this man isn't thinking about the renunciation of Nibbana, but he, he does want to go to heaven. And so the Buddha says, these four things lead to welfare and happiness in this life. And so we'll see a similar, some similar themes to what we just looked at. But there are a couple of added um, descriptions here that I think are quite good. Accomplishment in initiative, protection, good friendship, and balanced finances. The Buddha was super practical. <laughs> and like I said, he covered everything. And if you want good advice for how to live your life, it's there in the suttas. So he says, he, he's talking to this man, so he's talking to, it's, it's when a gentleman earns a living. But what is, what is the accomplishment of initiative? It's when a gentleman earns a living by means such as farming or trade, raising cattle, archery, government service, or one of the professions. So, you know, he's looking at the things that are happening in their society at that time. You know, maybe uh, doing high tech or healthcare or whatever your business is, as long as it doesn't harm living beings. He understands how to go about these things in order to complete and organize the work. And this is accomplishment and initiative. And what is the accomplishment in protection? It's when a gentleman owns legitimate wealth that he's earned by his own efforts and initiative, built up with his own hands, gathered by the sweat of his brow, or maybe it's this, this sweat of thinking a lot because a lot of us have thinking kinds of um, professions maybe. He ensures that the wealth is guarded and protected. 
thinking, how can I prevent my wealth from being taken by rulers and bandits, consumed by fire, swept away by flood, or taken by, here it says, unloved heirs, but they're like ungrateful heirs, greedy, uh, undeserving heirs. (laughs) I don't know if you have any of those, um, or if you've known of them, but they exist. So thinking in terms of I, I work hard and gain um, wealth and then you want to take care of that wealth. This is accomplishment and protection. It doesn't mean avoiding paying taxes. <laughs> but that kind of um, unfortunate grasping of uh, corrupt leaders that can happen in places. Sometimes I really think about paying taxes in this country when I was a layperson working. I felt like this was something good to do because we get so many things from our taxes here. We have roads and schools and libraries and so many services and You know, it's just a beautiful thing to contribute into. Of course, not all of it's beautiful. And once when I was traveling, um, staying in monasteries, and it was a time when our government was willfully entering a war, creating a war. And I said to the teacher there, someone I respect a great deal, his name is Ajahn Kalyano, he has a monastery in Melbourne, Australia. If you, um, you know, look on YouTube, you can find talks that he gives, and I really recommend it. Um, he said, he said, I just, I just cringe at paying taxes when I know it's going into the war. And he said, when you pay your taxes, mentally designate them for the wholesome actions that the taxes go to, like schools and, you know, those, those good things. And so, anyway, it's one way to consider there is power through our mental intentions. But we live in a world that has all of these dark and light mixed karmic conditions and we want to sort ourselves out in a way that we're always moving toward the light and supporting that okay and what is the accomplishment in good friendship when a gentleman resides in a town or village and in that place there are householders and their children who may be young or old but are mature in conduct, accomplished in faith, ethics, generosity, and wisdom. These four qualities are often um, often together in various things that the Buddha talks about faith, ethics, or virtue, generosity, and wisdom. These are qualities that are incredibly important to cultivate. 
He associates with these people, converses and engages in discussion. He emulates the same kind of accomplishment in faith, ethics, generosity, and wisdom. This is called accomplishment in good friendships. So you can, I, there's another sutta where the Buddha says you may know someone who's really jealous, then emulate them in your generosity. You may know someone who's got a really good virtue, really good moral um, ethics, emulate them in that area. Someone is really wise, you know, you're wise on a conventional level and hopefully also wise on a spiritual level and then you emulate them. Someone who has faith. So faith can be something that's hard for us in our culture to work with sometimes. It's not blind faith. It's confidence in what's wholesome, confidence, well, confidence in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, confidence in the path, confidence in the training. That that faith that's developed based on seeing reality as it is, and that we want to emulate when we see that in someone. And what's the accomplishment in balanced finances? It's when a gentleman knowing his income and expenditure, and of course, if you don't happen to be a gentleman, fill in whatever the right word is for you because this is all for everyone. And balances their finances being neither too extravagant nor too frugal. They think, in this way, my income will exceed my expenditure and not the reverse. It's like an appraiser or their apprentice who, holding up the scales, knows that it's low by this much or high by this much. And in the same way, this person, knowing their income and expenditure, balance their finances, being neither too extravagant nor too frugal, thinking, in this way, my income will exceed my expenditure and not the reverse. If a person has little income but an opulent life, People will say, this person eats their wealth like a fig eater. <laughs> Must have been an expression back in the day. When I think about how yummy figs are, I guess you just like pop them in left and right. So you're eating your wealth up. And if this person has a large income but a Spartan life, people say, this person is starving themselves to starving themselves to death. This is like, you know, I mean, sometimes you know about people who are really living such such a way of being stingy to themselves. But this person, knowing their income and expenditure leads a balanced life, neither too, too extravagant nor too frugal. In this way, my income will exceed my expenditure, not the reverse. This is called an accomplishment of balanced finances. 
And since he's talking to this man, he's telling him there are four drains on wealth that has been gathered in this way. Womanizing, drinking, gambling, and having bad friends, companions, and associates. It's so, suppose there is a large reservoir with four inlets and four drains, and someone was to open up the drains and close off the inlets. And the rain doesn't come down to provide any more water. You'd expect that large reservoir to dwindle, not to expand. And in the same way, there are four drains on wealth. And they are these womanizing, drinking, gambling, and having bad friends. Companions and associates, I guess that covers business companions as well. And there there are four inlets for wealth that have been gathered in this way. You're not doing any of those things. Organizing, drinking, or gambling, or having. You're not doing those things, and you have good friends, companions, and associates. You know, I, I knew a family once in six, I think six kids. And when they were grown, one of them really took up gambling. And it was such a terrible thing for the family that other brothers tried to help pay off his debts and there was just no end to this drain on the wealth of the whole family. And you just, you know, it was really trying to help this guy. <laughs> Don't do this stuff. And, you know, also when you read the suttas, it's important to remember that the Buddha is talking to someone he's got right there in front of him and he's got a really good sense of what that person's up to. So it may well be the case. Um, I think this person, Deepajani, was asking on behalf of others who were with him as well, and there might have been someone in that group who was kind of going the wrong way here. And so just recognizing that in another case, when someone else asks the Buddha the same question, you might get a little bit different answer, and that's probably why. So if we have uh, this large reservoir with four inlets and four drains, but someone opens the inlets and close off the drains, and the, the rain comes down, you'd expect that large reservoir to expand and not dwindle, and that's what happens when you avoid doing the things that really cause the money to to go the wealth and and more than that when you're doing these you know womanizing drinking gambling being you know those things uh, it's also your reputation your clarity of mind so in this case the reservoir is filling there's none of that going on this person has good friends companions and associates So those are the four things that lead to welfare and happiness for somebody in this life. But now the four things that lead to happiness in future lives, and again it's these four, accomplishment in faith, ethics, generosity, and wisdom. And what is the accomplishment in faith? It's when someone has faith in the Buddha's awakening. The Blessed One is perfected, a fully awakened Buddha, accomplished in knowledge and conduct, holy, knower of the world, 
supreme guide for those who wish to train, teacher of gods or demons and humans, awakened, blessed. This is called the accomplishment in faith. This is step one um, in developing this. This is important to develop, but it also is something that completely um, comes to fruition when you enter the stream. It's one of the things that is a beautiful result of stream entry. And what is the accomplishment in ethics? When this person doesn't kill living, living beings, steal, commit sexual misconduct, or lie, or consume alcoholic drink, drinks that cause negligence. This is the accomplishment in ethics. And what's the accomplishment in generosity? When someone lives at home, rid of the stain of stinginess, Freely generous, open-handed, loving to let go, committed to charity, loving to give and to share. This is called the accomplishment of generosity. And the Buddha talks about this in more detail in other places where he says, you need to have some money, money that you use for your family and for yourself. You need to have money that you're going to put back into your investment in your business or in whatever your livelihood is, you need some that you save, and then there's a portion that you give. So it's not like your open-handedness is without wisdom. You're doing this in balance. You're doing this in a way that is sustainable. But the heart is open, and how we give makes such a difference. To really enjoy the preparation of the gift, and it doesn't have to be material, it can be time, it can be uh, kind actions, supportive you know, favors, helping someone with something, uh, in, in any other way that is, is useful or helpful to others, and you really enjoy thinking about doing it, you really enjoy preparing, doing it, and doing it, and you really enjoy looking back on it and having done it really for the benefit of whoever you're giving it to without any kind of expectation of something in return. And then what is the accomplishment in wisdom? This person is wise. They have the wisdom of arising and passing away. This is a very interesting the Buddha doesn't always define wisdom in the same way. It depends on the context. And here, this is this is for lay people, right? You're you're you've seen the arising and passing away, which is noble, penetrative, and leads to the complete end of suffering. It leads to enlightenment. To really realize the impermanent nature of everything in this world. To really get that at a deep level changes the way we relate to everything.
And so, you know, even though this person asked about this life and future lives, he's getting the whole enchilada, (laughs) if you will. So, this is accomplishment in wisdom. These four things lead to welfare and happiness for a person in future in future lives. And then there's some verses at the end. They're enterprising in the workplace, diligent in managing things, they balance their finances and preserve their wealth. Faithful, accomplished in ethics, bountiful, rid of stinginess, they always purify the path to well-being and lives to come. And so these eight qualities of a faithful householder are declared by the one who is truly named to lead to happiness in both spheres, welfare and benefit in this life, and happiness in the future lives. This is how, for a householder, merit grows by generosity. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.